the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. Impulsive behaviors and addictions have long been a pandemic in our society. People are in bondage to alcohol, drugs, pornography, codependent relationships, and more. If you or a loved one is stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and continued destructive behavior, keep listening. God wants everyone to walk out of the darkness and into His marvelous light. Recovery Radio Houston with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Good afternoon, Southeast Texas. When I walked into the studio today, the sun came out. God is so good. He is so wonderful. And uh, it's good to see a little sunshine. We miss the worst of the storm. And if you're out there and you're you're listening and you you think to yourself, well, I'm not in recovery. I've I've never had a problem with alcohol and drugs. Let let me give you a couple of reasons. You might want to keep listening. And one of those is, is that you may not struggle, but I can almost guarantee you that if you're listening to my voice right now, you know someone that struggled under the bondage of alcohol, drugs, or, or gambling, or pornography, or some form of obsessive, compulsive, addictive behavior that has damaged their lives. It's damaged their relationship with their their loved ones. It's damaged their relationship with their family, and it's damaged their productivity in their job. And it's and most of all, it's, it's separated them from God. And that's that's a, a horrible thing. And I've I've lived that, and I've also lived. Uh, I love the way we open the show with there's power in the name of Jesus. And uh, I've certainly felt his transformative power in my life uh, when I surrendered everything to, to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Everything changed. So that's one reason you might want to is because you might hear something that uh, can help somebody else that, that you know that's struggling right now. And then another reason that you might want to is is that the Bible is a book about recovery. And we're called to to help people that are that are struggling and to help them to make disciples of all nations and to help them through their bondage and through their difficulties. And so, um, you know, we should all have a basic understanding of, of how to help people out of difficult circumstances. And then the third reason you might want to listen is that uh, we're all recovering from something. Um, you know, Jesus said that we would always go through trials and tribulations in this life, and, and certainly I think we, we, we can almost all agree on that unless you're really very young and, and have lived a sheltered life. But, you know, life throws curveballs at us. The enemy's out there roaring like a lion, and uh, we go through relationship issues. Uh, we go through seasons of depression, anxiety. Uh, we may have anger issues. So recovery can be applied to just about anything difficulty, anything that the enemy may have us in bondage in, anything that we're struggling with, anything that we're influenced by, because uh, there are influences out there that uh, as Christians, we can't be 
we can't be possessed by demons, but we can certainly be influenced by the demonic uh, presences that, that are out there, the the influences that try to distract us from our relationship with God, and, and they're out there everywhere we look. Just turn on your TV, turn on the news, turn on anything, and uh, you can see it. So the, I'm going to talk today. It's a continuing series, and if you're listening on podcast and you've listened to some of the prior ones, you'll know about this. I'm going to be talking about the Christian 12 Steps and about the biblical redeemed, revealed truths from these 12 steps. A lot of people glaze over when they hear 12 steps, but it is my firm belief that every person out there, whether or not you've ever struggled with any addiction or anything else, that you could benefit from these 12 steps. And the reason for that is not because there's something magical about the name 12 steps. It's because these are biblical principles. Each of these 12 steps come from things that are out of the Bible that are principles that we ought to apply in our Christian walk, even again, if we don't have a problem with any obsessive compulsive behavior. Um, I'm going to go through, we have rewritten and I want to give a big shout out and credit to my, my brother in Christ and uh, pastor Boyd Harrell, who had a lot to do with rewriting these. And, and we've in our ministry, break every chain ministries, which meets on Friday nights at 901 Wilson road. If you're in the Northeast part of town, we'd love for you to join us. At seven, we meet every every Friday at seven p.m. We have praise and worship, usher in the Holy Spirit. Then we have a biblical message. This week we're going to have a testimony. Uh, we mix in some testimonies because you know we're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We've all got testimonies, you know, as witnesses to Christ and how what how good He's been in our lives. We've all got testimonies. Again, that's recovery and the Christian walk are, are, are synonymous or side by side. So we're going to have a testimony this week, and then we break into men's and women's groups, and we talk about our victories. We talk about our difficulties, and and as iron sharpens iron, one person sharpens another. We we uh, we fellowship, and the Bible's full of things about fellowship. Acts two forty two, where everyone got together and and had the teaching of the disciples, and and shared in fellowship, and broke bread together, and and. Uh, and prayed together, and that's what we do at, at Break Every Chain. So if you're in the northeast part of town or any, we have people drive all the way from Livingston, Texas, to join us. Uh, you know, wherever you're at, you're welcome, uh, 7 p.m. at New Covenant Church, 901 Wilson Road. In any event, uh, I'm going to talk about these Christian 12 steps, and we've been through the first eight steps in or seven steps in, in detail, and hopefully we're going to get through steps 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12 today. And then we'll go back to our format where uh, we usually have guests. We This program is about hope, the hope that Jesus Christ gives to people that are in bondage, that are struggling, that are having difficulty. And so we like to bring in people. There are so many people out there, and I hope this gives hope to, again to even people that aren't in recovery or don't need recovery, that, that there are so many people uh, out there doing kingdom work. Because isn't that what we're called to do? Aren't we called in Matthew 28 to, to make disciples of all nations? Aren't we called in in Mark 16, to go out and preach the gospel to all creation. The gospel of Christ is good news. And, you know, for having come from uh, a lost place myself and feeling, living through the transformative power of an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ, it's on my heart to, to tell people they don't have to live the way they live. There's a pandemic in this country called addiction, and there's a vaccine, and his name is Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, so I'm going to go through quickly. Uh, these 12 steps is rewritten, and, and I want you to listen. Again, if you don't have an, a background in recovery, if you don't agree that this is, this is synonymous with our Christian walk. Uh, step one, we admit that without Christ as our Savior, 
We are powerless over our addictive or codependent behavior, and our life has become unmanageable. You could put any sin in there that you wanted, uh, adultery, anger. Without Christ, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. But without Christ, we're powerless. You know, our flesh takes over. We're in a war of the flesh versus the spirit. And the flesh wants to do things that are not good for us. The wages of sin are death. And so without we admit that without Christ as our Savior, we are powerless over our addictive or codependent behavior, and our life has become unmanageable. When we accept Jesus, the Holy Spirit, we have the Holy Spirit to encourage us, to guide us, to lead us. But we need Jesus Christ in our lives. Step two, we come to believe that God, through Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit, can and will deliver us from the bondage of addiction and every plan, power, and work of the enemy. If you're familiar with the traditional 12 steps, you'll see some differences here. And there's some, in my view, there's some critical differences. There are differences that bring Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit into the equation because that's where the power comes from. You know, God doesn't want people just to recover. doesn't want people just to be sober. You may have heard the expression white-knuckle sobriety. He wants to restore us. He wants to bring us back to our purpose, to have us be everything we can be. Step three, we made a decision to invite Jesus Christ into our lives and crown him the Lord of all with no reservations. We accept God's forgiveness in the person of Jesus Christ and become born again. Jesus said that uh, you must become born again, and what a wonderful thing. I certainly remember the day I was born again, and I thank God for it. Step four, we made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves and asked the Lord to show us what needs to be confessed, repented of, and forsaken in Jesus' name. Now, you know, the book of Lamentations says we need to examine our ways and return to God, and that's what these steps are about. Uh, Acts three nineteen twenty. now turn from your sins and turn to God so you can be cleansed of your sins. Step five, we admit to God, to ourselves, and to another Christian believer If you're familiar with the 12 steps, we added to another Christian believer the exact nature of our wrongs. James 5.16, of course, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Sorry I'm going through this kind of fast, but I want to get to these revealed truths, biblical truths at the end of the 12 steps. Step six, we commit ourselves to obedience to God, and when the Holy Spirit reveals an area of our lives that needs to be changed, we quickly obey and surrender that area to Jesus Christ. Amen. Step seven, we humbly and boldly ask the Holy Spirit to deliver us from any and all strongholds and defects of character and renew our minds to the truth of God's word. I think one of the most powerful scriptures in the Bible, which is just has so many powerful scriptures, so many wonderful, life-changing, powerful scriptures. But I love Romans twelve two. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So how do we renew our mind? We renew our mind through his word, through worshiping him, through praying with him, through spending time with him, through meditating with God. So we got through those steps in the redeemed truths in our last episode that we had this discussion. Uh, We had a couple of interviews between that. But now let's go to, this is Pastor John Allworth, and we're going through the, the 12 steps. And I think these 12 steps are valuable to anyone out there because they're biblical truths, they're biblical processes. And so whether or not you've struggled with addiction or not, I think you can. these can help you. Uh, in fact, I was reading something the other day, and a man commented that he thought of all the 20th century inventions, the 12 steps was one of the greatest because it really is life-changing. The other thing I would like to point out to people that are 
uh, believe in faith-based recovery, which I do with all of my heart, is that these 12 steps, there's a, a man who is a dear brother of mine, comes to my church, uh, and he's he said this on the air, so I don't mind saying it. His name's Philip Vaughn, and he uh, he works at the Open Door Mission, and he didn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And then he really worked these 12 steps, and he saw the power of God revealed through them. So some people consider them just to be secular recovery, but they are biblical in nature. So let's break down these last last four, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. That's five. I can count. Um, that's five. Let's break them down in a little more detail. Okay. Step eight. We made a list of all the people we have harmed and who have harmed us and became willing to make amends to them all, including ourselves. And now that's different than the traditional 12 steps. Traditional 12 step is we made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Hey, these amends go both ways. You've got to to really be restored and to get past all the shame and guilt that comes with addiction, all, all the remorse, all the hurt, all, all the uh, grudges that you hold against other people. That's what the enemy wants for you. That's what he uses to hold you back. The forgiveness has to come both ways. You have to, one, go out and, and, and seek amends from those you've harmed. That's really important. We're going to talk about that a little more in a second. Number two, you have to forgive the people that have harmed you because otherwise it's a chain around your neck. You, you, you just go around resentful and holding grudges. You know, we had a wonderful testimony a few months back in Break Every Chain where uh, a woman had had a very difficult thing in her childhood where she'd been abused. And she told a beautiful story about forgiving that person and about how freeing it was and how actually that person now is living for God, has turned his life over to God, and is a changed person. We're new creations in Christ. Amen? And so this amends process, it needs to go both ways. That's the Christian biblical way. It's for us to seek forgiveness from those that we've harmed and to forgive those who have harmed us. And then the third part of it is including ourselves. So many people get hung up on in recovery and, and in relapse because they hang on to the shame and guilt and they don't really forgive themselves. Addiction turns people into, changes people. It, it has people do things that they would never do um, otherwise. And, and, you know, it, I've lived this. I mean, you, you've got to forgive yourself. Uh, the past is history. You've got to go and make amends to those people. And, you know, a lot of people have problems or are scared of this step. They, they are steps eight and nine. They, they don't want to go and make amends. They're, they know they hurt somebody. They know they stole from them. They know they lied to them. They know they did all these things. But when you're truly embracing a faith-based recovery, a spiritual awakening, and people see that, and you go to them and, and, and make amends to them, you know, write them a letter. You go, to, go go talk to them. You say, I'm sorry. I know it was wrong. I've changed. The response almost universally is amazing. I mean, not always, but to those that really love you, they're going to be so happy and so joyful. You know, I think you need to be a little bit into your recovery before you do this. You can't do it on day one and say, hey, I'm a changed person. You got to give them a little history, give them a little confidence that, that this is real but they're going to be so glad that you've changed. It's going to be such a wonderful thing. Scripture tells us in Mark eleven twenty five, 
But when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against, so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. Jesus said that in the Sermon on the Mount. This concept of forgiveness is so critical to our Christian walk. And guess what? If it's critical to our Christian walk, it's critical to recovery. They go side by side. They are so important. That's why I think people that sometimes these 30-day, these you know, they help people. But a lot of these, these uh, rehab centers that aren't faith-based, people are just in and out of them. You know, only God can set you free. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. All right, so step nine is we seek forgiveness from everyone we have harmed and are willing to make amends to them all without causing any further injury. Of course, I have to be careful here. Um, John 2, 20, 23, if you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you refuse to forgive them, they are unforgiven. You know, again, we need to seek forgiveness from those we've hurt. We need to forgive those who have hurt us, and we've all been hurt by other people. The only person that won't hurt you is God, whose promises are yes and amen. But And then we need to forgive, forgive ourselves. So the revealed truth, the redeemed biblical revealed truth, is that relationships break down because of sin. When we're in our addiction, we sin. If there were no sin in the world, relationships would work harmoniously, evidenced by love and unity. Division among God's people provides opportunities to identify sin and purify the body. The gospel of Jesus Christ brings about justice in a way that the law cannot by inwardly reconciling the very heart of injustice to God. As though those forgiven by God, we can humbly approach those affected by our sin and make amends. This change of heart brings glory to God by demonstrating the power of the gospel and reflecting his heart in bringing justice through his reconciled people. God wants you to be reconciled with the people you love. And I can promise you, having lived through it, it is possible. And it is a wonderful thing when it happens. Forgiveness is key to our Christian walk, and it's key to recovery. All right, let's go on to step 10. All right, the traditional one is we continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. That's good, but let's, uh, let's, let's, let's apply Christ. Let's apply the Bible to it. Step 10, we continue to take the light of the word we hear, and shine it into the, the word being the gospel of Jesus Christ, and shine it into the darkest area of our own life, looking for places we can be better. So James one twenty two, and remember, it is a message to obey, not just to listen to. If you don't obey, you're only fooling yourself. Jesus told us, if you love me, you will obey my commands. Man, for a long time I had the wrong perspective on who God was. You know, I thought he just wanted to catch us breaking rules and and doing bad things. That's not who God is. God wants you to obey his word because he knows that's what's going to give you the abundant life. John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come so that they may have life and have it abundantly. That's what God wants for us. When we obey his commands, Jesus's commands, which start with two, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, strength, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. When we begin to live the way he showed us to live with humility with servanthood with love everything in our life changes all right so let's move on to step 11 uh the conventional 12 step 7 step 11 is we sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with god praying only for the knowledge of his will 
and the power to carry that out. Well, that's good, but let's, 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 let's put Jesus Christ a little more into the equation. We actively, step 11, we actively pursue the wisdom of God, which is the will of God, applying it accurately to our life and solving problems, developing intimacy with Jesus Christ through prayer and obedience to keep his word and seeking his will be done in our lives rather than our own. Man, that's the key. <laughs> when we're living for our, you know, our flesh is, is living for our will only, oh man, things can become a mess. But when we begin to seek his will in our life, his purpose for our life, everything changes. Everything changes. Okay, we're going to move to step 12, because this is a critical one. Step 12 conventionally is having had spiritual, having had a spiritual experience as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to others to practice these principles in all our affairs. That's good. But how about this, the Christian 12 steps? Having had a spiritual awakening as Christ broke the chains of our bondage, hallelujah, and having become a disciple of Christ Jesus, we carry the message of great news, hope, and love to others who are bound with the chains of addiction. We continue to grow with Christ at the center of our lives and all our relationships. This is what I'm doing my very best to have done to live. I believe in all my heart that recovery really goes to another level, supercharged, supernatural recovery when you start helping other people. That's why we have this radio station, this radio program, is to reach out is the best way that I know how, and that is to reach out with a megaphone and say, you don't have to live the way you're living. Your loved ones don't have to live the way they're living. There's a better way to live, and Jesus Christ can break the chains of bondage, not just from drugs and alcohol, from anger, from control issues, from depression, from anxiety. Praise him, worship him, give your life to him, surrender your life to him, and things can change. They will change. And that's what our church is about, too. We've got a church, a church plant. It's called New Covenant Church Greater Heights, and we meet on Sunday nights, Sunday nights in the Heights, and we're a recovery church. And you say, well, what's a recovery church? Again, everyone is recovering from something. We're a Bible-based, non-denominational, spirit-filled church. Oh, the presence of the Holy Spirit is powerful when we praise and worship. Non-denominational, Bible-based, spirit-filled recovery church because everybody's recovering from something, not just drugs and alcohol. We would love to meet you. Sunday nights in the Heights, it's at 240 West 18th Street, right in the heart of the Heights, 77008. Come join us for a Sunday evening. You know, you can belong to another church and, and you, you don't have Sunday night services and you just want to spend a little more time with the Lord. Well, come join us. Sunday nights in the Heights, 240 West 18th Street. We would love to meet you. We'll have an uplifting message. We'll praise and worship the Lord. And, and I'm sure we'll have a word that'll help you because... Um, God wants to help you. God wants you to live in a different way. So let's look at the redeemed truths from the biblical truths, and I'm getting these out of a study, a step study that I just found really, really helpful. Um, The redeemed truth from steps 10 and 11 is, we continue in the fear of the Lord, putting to death those things that rob our affections for Christ while persevering in our loving and joyful obedience to him. We return to the Lord quickly with an attitude of repentance when out of step with the Spirit, as we're trained in godliness and grow spiritually. Since he is our ultimate treasure, we seek to know him and fill ourselves with those things that stir our affections for him. We practice spiritual disciplines so that our hearts, so prone to wander, 
might stay in rhythm with his. This is what I'm talking about, folks, when I say the recovery mirrors our Christian walk. Isn't that what we should do? We all fall short of the glory of God, whether we're in addiction or not. And we need to return to him and walk with the Spirit. Let the Spirit guide us. Let the Spirit lead us. And that's what this recovery process does. Step 12, before the foundations of the earth, God chose us, the church, to live as messengers of reconciliation to a lost and dying world, bearing witness to his wisdom and power through the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is our joy-filled worship to make much of his name, empowered by the Holy Spirit, and bringing a comprehensive gospel demonstrated by our deeds and proclaimed by our words with the goal of making disciples for Jesus Christ. In this same way, we incarnate Christ, being his hands and feet on earth. You know, that expression, hands and feet, is used often. That's not actually in the Bible, but the Bible does call us uh, his ambassadors on earth. And then it also calls us uh, God's co-workers, which I think is just incredible. So we're here at Recovery Radio Houston to offer kingdom hope out there to all those that are lost or all those who have relatives, friends, loved ones that are lost. And we want to help them live a different kind of life, a better life, a life devoted to Jesus Christ. You know, we love you at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. But more importantly, God loves you more than you possibly know. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.